Hi everybody and welcome to my podcast um, on antimicrobial resistance, uh, what it is, how it works and why should you care. Antimicrobial resistance or AMR for short existed way before we discovered penicillin. Um, so why is it now that we're only just realizing how devastating its effects uh, may well be? It always seemed to amaze me uh, that despite often thinking of our species as the pinnacle of evolution, as many people seem to, um, we clearly have a lot to learn from our fellow creatures. Um, and up until the last century, we were routinely killed in our millions by single-celled organisms, um, like bacteria, viruses. Um, and even now with drugs and surgery and research, um, of the top 10 causes of death worldwide, three of them are still infectious by nature. Although antibiotics and other pathogen-killing drugs have certainly swayed the battle in our favour over the last few decades, the growing concern over AMR means that we may well lose that advantage and go back to the days where getting a small cut or a chest infection could actually be the end of you. And whilst you may not have heard of AMR before, or maybe only relatively recently, it's been around for way longer than our discovery of the first antibiotic. It's existed since, uh, well, microorganisms existed, so that's sort of millions of years ago. Um, in order to survive in their environments, uh, bugs, microorganisms, evolved to produce chemicals or toxins that would kill or deter other types of organisms. Um, and there are examples in, in the blog. And in fact, even plants do it. It's a dog-eat-dog dog uh, dog world out there. And in fact, even dogs have got in on the antimicrobial arms race, as it were, um, and I've got an article on that as well, uh, linked in the blog. Perhaps part of why dogs have very robust immune systems, uh, which is very much judging by the disgusting and unmentionable things my dog happily eats off the floor and is fine afterwards. In this article, and it's a bit of a lengthy one, I'm going to explain what AMR is, how it works, and why it's so important to try and prevent it. I'm also going to point out some definitions um, just below because the term antimicrobial covers not just bacteria, but viruses, fungi and parasites too. Um, so here are a few definitions that might help. Antibiotic, a drug used to treat bacterial infections. Antifungal, a drug used to treat fungal infections. Antimicrobial which is a broad term covering drugs that are used to treat bacterial, fungal, viral, parasitic infections. So the coverall term. Antimicrobial resistance, or AMR, is the ability of a pathogen to survive exposure to an antimicrobial, such as penicillin, when previously it would have been killed by it. Antiparasitic, a drug used to treat parasitic infections. Antiviral, a drug used to treat viral infections. Bacteria. They're single-cell prokaryotes. Uh, prokaryotes are cells with no distinct nucleus, some of which can cause disease and some of which don't, an example of which is E. coli. Helminth. A parasitic worm, such as a tapeworm or a liver fluke. Microorganisms or microbes. Uh, organisms that are so small a microscope is needed to see it. Parasite an organism that lives in or on its host and utilises its resources at the host's expense. An example of this is trypanosomiasis, which is an internal parasite, or lice, which are external. Pathogen, 
a microorganism that can cause disease. Protozoan, single-celled eukaryotes, which are cells with a distinct nucleus, some of which can cause disease, some of which don't, and an example of which is malaria. Virus, an infectious agent, and some people argue that they aren't technically alive. Um, it needs host. It needs to infect host cells in order to replicate. So what actually is antimicrobial resistance? It's been around since before antimicrobials even existed in our human world. Antimicrobials have revolutionized our lives. There's definitely no question about that. And it's estimated that penicillin alone has saved between 80 and 200 million lives. And that's just one drug. Although antimicrobial drugs were discovered relatively recently by us, at least AMR, which is coded for in an organism's genes, is a natural phenomenon. In the soupy environment of the infant earth, microorganisms used toxins to outcompete other species, and so as not to succumb to it themselves, had mechanisms to avoid that toxin. It's an evolutionary arms race, uh, and us humans are pretty late to this party. Resistance. We've now discovered multiple classes of antibiotics, all of which act against the microorganisms in different ways. You can read about the different types of antimicrobials and why it's important to keep them working um, in a, a separate article that I've written, and you can see the link in the blog. As we've introduced new classes of antibiotics into use, bacteria that we uh, use against them gain resistance to them. The WHO have a priority list of antimicrobially resistant pathogens, and it describes those bacteria we're most concerned about as a global community. Um, there's also a link to a free online course on antimicrobial resistance, which will help give you a deeper understanding. Something quite useful to point out when it comes to naming, which might help you sort of find your way around um, articles on this. If something has A's on the end of it, it's usually referring to an enzyme and therefore referring to the resistant bacteria. So for instance, lactam or beta-lactam is the name of an antibiotic and lactamase is um, the method of resistance. So it's something encoded on the gene. Again, carbapenem is a, a type of antibiotic and carbapenemase is the method of resistance. So the enzyme that breaks it down. Some common types of resistance uh, and we're talking to, about antibiotics, included extended spectrum beta-lactamases or ESBLs, uh, which you can read about, and there's a link. Vancomycin-resistant enterococci or VREs, again, there's a link. Carbapenem-resistant enterococci, CREs. Carbapenemase-producing enterobacteriaceae, CPEs. Methicillin-resistant resistant Staphylococcus aureus or MRSA, one that you've probably already heard of. New Delhi metallo-beta-lactamase or NDM. Uh, and then MDR, which stands for multi-drug resistant or XDR, which stands for extensively drug resistant. There's also pan-drug resistant, which means, uh, um, this is talking about tuberculosis uh, more specifically. So these sort of cover the different levels of resistances within the tuberculosis um, infections. Resistance to antivirals. So we're moving on to viruses now. Commonly seen antiviral resistant organisms include HIV um, and resistant to antiretroviral treatments appear to be on the rise. 
so much so that the WHO have created an HIV drug resistance fact sheet, which you can see in the blog. Um, and influenza, and again, the CDC have created a Q&A sheet on antiviral drug resistance. Hepatitis, and there's a link again in the blog about major issue with long-term therapy, um, which is resistance for hepatitis B. Resistance to antifungals. The CDC have written a really good concise overview of antifungal resistance, um, which you can read as part of the blog and as part of their broader fungal diseases resources page, which is really useful. Some commonly seen resistances to antifungals include candida, uh, the fungus which causes thrush, um, and the antifungal resistance is a growing problem for candida. Aspergillus, which is a common mold that lives in the environment, which can cause invasive infections in some people. And this page that I linked to uh, from the CDC links to a paper that reports that approximately 19% of Aspergillus fumigatus infections around the world are resistant to azole uh, antifungals. Resistance to antiparasitics. The term parasite is often used quite broadly to cover internal parasites, such as helminths, so that's anti-helmitics, or protozoans, uh, which are often named after the organism, such as anti-malarials, and also covers external parasites such as lice, ticks, or fleas. Um, sometimes these are called insecticides or acaricides in the case of ticks and mites. Um, and there's a link to an article which outlines resistances in parasites sort of generally. A global problem is the growing resistance of malaria parasites to the drugs that we've traditionally used to treat them with. Um, and there's a link to reading about antimalarial resistance. We often treat animals, um, companion animals, um, food animals with antiparasitics. Um, and this is a really big problem. Um, the, the environment and also agriculture is a really big sort of harbor for antimicrobial resistance and treating animals is um, very important and treating them properly is very important. And so the classes that we've spoken about above um, show that there is a widespread problem with resistance. Um, and I've linked to an article that sums up why it's really important to treat these resistances as individual issues, um, especially in low and middle income countries, rather than just one large issue. So um, there is resistance in bacteria, resistance in viruses, resistance in fungus and resistance in parasites. So we need to treat them um, both as one large issue, but also individually. So how does resistance work? There's loads of information about how resistance works and I'm not going to go through um, all of it. What I've done is linked to some really good pages that will give you an idea of how these mechanisms work. Um, so I do have um, a table. And this table kind of covers a few of the or the, the sort of main mechanisms of resistance, how it works and in what um, versions of the organisms we've talked about you can find it in. So one mechanism is limiting the uptake of the antimicrobial drug. And so micro microorganisms can modify the drug itself um, and some microbes produce enzymes that stop the binding of the drug to its target in the, uh, in the bacteria or virus um, or can reduce the permeability of the microbes membranes so um, less of the antibiotic can enter the cell. So you can find uh, limiting uptake in bacteria uh, in fungi and in parasites, 
but unfortunately not in viruses, or maybe fortunately not in viruses, as technically viruses aren't cells, so this mechanism doesn't really apply to them. Secondly, we have inactivation of the antimicrobial drug, um, and some microbes can make enzymes that break the antimicrobial drug down so that they don't actually work. This can be found, this uh, mechanism can be found in, in bacteria, in fungi, in parasites, but not in viruses. Thirdly, we've got modifying the drug target, uh, so the part of the cell that the drug will bind to. Um, so a microorganism can either camouflage, um, so change the structure of the target so that the drug can't bind, or express alternative targets so that the antimicrobial doesn't bind or binds less well. And this is something that all different classes, so bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites, all are able to do. And fourth, we have pumping the antibiotic back out of the cell. Microbes can use efflux pumps, which are embedded in the cell wall or the membrane, and are able to transport different compounds um, out of a microbe. This reduces the concentration of the antimicrobial in the cell um, back to below toxic levels. And the types of organism that can do this include bacteria, fungi, and parasites, um, but viruses, as they technically aren't cells, this doesn't really apply to them. Um, and in the table, you can read examples of all of these mechanisms in the different organisms. How do these microorganisms acquire the resistances? Um, and this is innate versus acquired resistance, I'm going to explain. Antimicrobial resistance um, occurs in microorganisms either intrinsically, so it's part of the genome of that species, or they can be acquired, uh, so they're obtained from a different microorganism. Often these are of the same species, sometimes they can be transferred to different species. So we'll take a look at innate resistance genes first, um, and these are usually located on the chromosome, uh, and they tend to be an evolutionary response to external toxins. So think back to when we were talking about the evolutionary arms race earlier. These mechanisms are often not particularly specific efflux pumps or they're inactivating enzymes. Uh, and I've got a link to a review of innate antimicrobial resistance um, on the blog. And whilst they do not often produce high levels of resistance in the environment or in their initial host species, if these microorganisms were able to infect a vulnerable host, such as somebody who's immunocompromised, they may become opportunistic pathogens. An example of innate resistance is Mycobacterium abscessus, one of an increasingly clinically important group called the non-tuberculous mycobacteria, or NTMs. Um, M. abscessus is opportunistic and extremely hard to treat due to its resistance to most antibiotic classes. Uh, and these resist this resistance happens for two reasons, because its cell envelope or the outer layer of the bacteria isn't very permeable, uh, so it doesn't allow many things through, including drugs, and also because it produces multiple enzymes which work to destroy antibiotics that do get through. Um, the faster a microbe replicates, the quicker it is likely to create a mutation that provides it with the resistance to antimicrobial drugs. Resistance can also be acquired through the incorporation of mobile genetic elements, such as plasmids, which is circular DNA, um, sort of rings separate from the chromosome, uh, transposons, which are small fragments of DNA that can move between chromosomes and plasmids, 
uh, or phages, which uh, are viruses that can infect bacteria and pass genetic material between bacterial hosts. Uh, and these are via horizontal gene transfer. This transfer of genetic material occurs via conjugation, which is cell-to-cell -cell contact between two bacteria via a pilus, transformation, which is the uptake of genetic material from the environment released by other live or dead microbes, or in the case of phages, transduction. Um, and I've put a link to a video that gives a nice overview of how conjugation, transformation, and transduction work. Acquired resistance genes occur in loads of different species. Uh, and it's often of much greater concern as the rapid transfer of resistance genes means once susceptible pathogens can quickly acquire multiple resistances. Why should you care about AMR? For each antimicrobial that we identify and we create or we sort of discover and put into um, general use, microorganisms will become resistant to it um, and often quite quickly. And there are very... Uh, there are loads of different ways that that's achieved, as we've already talked about. If we run out of drugs that kill the pathogens that make us sick, then many millions of people could potentially die from really mild infections, such as cuts or scrapes, and surgery or even hospital stays would become really quite dangerous once again. Um, I've put a link to a page on the global cause, um, which what explains why it's really important to tackle AMR as a global community. How am I um, involved in the fight against AMR? So I've explained what it is. So what am I doing? Um, firstly, uh, we were awarded a grant recently to identify how COVID-19 has affected the risk of catching an infection in hospitals and whether you are more likely, um, you're more at risk of catching an antimicrobially resistant bacteria. And I've written about it in an article that I've linked to. I've also wrote a recent article about my run-in with a uh, very unpleasant stomach bug, which was clearly resistant to multiple drugs, and it outlines some of the issues that I face when trying to get treatment and highlights what could have been done better. Um, and the way we look after and control the use of antimicrobials is called antimicrobial stewardship. The global health community is becoming more aware of the consequences of spreading AMR, um, and the WHO has created what's called a joint external evaluation to help identify how prepared a country is to tackle all sorts of health problems, um, and this includes AMR. Um, and you can also read my summary of a paper that we published about how well Africa is prepared to tackle AMR. <laughs>